This is Jordan Edwards, and this is the Business Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Hello, Simona. Hi, Jordan. How are you? Very good. Thank you for being on the Business Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. So let me uh, set up why we're talking today, and then uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how you got to New York and into Jiu-Jitsu. So sure. you're Simona Andrich. You are Serbian. Yes. You are, uh, you've been a model for at least 10 or 15 years by my estimation. 10, yes. <laughs> Professionally. Um, you're a business person. You've started businesses. Yes. You are living in New York full-time? I am, yes. Living okay. in New York full-time. And somehow or another, you found your way to the Henzo Gracie Academy in New York City. And you have been training in all kinds of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and no gi and gi. Seems like there's some judo going on. So <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> seems like you've caught the bug. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, I I came to New York probably like ten years ago, uh, initially through modeling, mm -hmm. but I was very athletic to begin with. Always, like I was a student in school and dedicated to sports. I played volleyball prior to all these martial arts. Yeah. um experience so and my first sort of like introduction to martial arts where it was through my dad yeah uh he has a phd in military technical sciences and logistics so he was the head of military logistics department in my country so wow. even since i was like six seven years old i would always go with him and try to like sort of see how they train how they practice and at some point they started also training fencing and competing in that learn oh, wow. how to strike yeah but like little basic things learn how to shoot but mm -hmm. i never heard prior to like 2016 about jujitsu at all because it's not really as famous in my country mm -hmm. i wish there is a hands of gracie in serbia <laughs> but unfortunately yeah yeah so, i think um, uh, basketball is pretty big in serbia right basketball and tennis with yeah. novak so novak, yeah. Course, uh, yeah exactly yeah so, so that was like my first go ahead yeah, I was going to say that's so interesting about your father. That's uh, I recently yeah. had a, a friend of mine, a training partner who's a Marine on, and we were talking about, you know, military and education. And it's just so fascinating. Uh, it's a world that I wasn't exposed to at all, but that, yeah. I, that I've started to read about in my adult life. And, and I, I just, I love it. I mean, military science, I'd have to pick your dad's brain about uh, some books. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. No, and like that part, like I've really learned a lot about self-discipline and you know work ethic through my dad and it, a lot of that is implemented in jujitsu so that's like why this sport really interests me mm -hmm. um yeah and i like when i was in miami probably two years ago friend of a friend had the academy that's where i took like first few classes and i instantly fell in love with the sport yeah. so um once i came back to new york after my vacation i was doing my little research and obviously i heard the gracie name but um i've yeah. never i've never had opportunity to train there and as soon as I walked in, it really, I really fell in love. And, and they're definitely more like my family more than the gym. Yeah, I can imagine, you know, coming from another country and you land and you're in New York. It could be a big, scary place, especially in your profession. Uh, yeah. People can get lost in nightlife. People could get lost with the wrong crowds. But to have a, a home and like a real family with, you know, such serious, disciplined people, good people, yeah. in my opinion, I love them. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's probably a really <laughs> yeah. good thing. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I came to New York when I was 15, so it definitely was a, you know, unusual experience to come this young, but I was very dedicated from the day one to my modeling career. 
So I never like took off the wrong path, but like once I started also training jujitsu, definitely like put me in a category like sports work, you know, so I, I was really focused and disciplined in both. Yeah. Well, I imagine, you know, starting work at such a young age that that instills discipline, whether you like it or not. I mean, you are, you are working incredibly hard. What, what was it like to start professionally working uh, full time at 15? Yeah. So I don't know, like, I think it all depends how ready you are in your mind. Right. So for some people, it's too young to start even when they're 18. Um, I was very mature for my age, I would say. So it wasn't really a big problem. I always visioned myself in a big city like New York. So um, I, you're basically in a very big machine when you start. I, I came here first for Fashion Week in New York. So obviously it's like the busiest time of the year. So I was just going to castings, doing shows. And I was incredibly lucky to have great agencies, great managers and book good jobs. So that provided me a great career. And that's why I'm still in New York. Mm -hmm. um, but it definitely can be difficult. And there are many temptations and wrong paths that you can take if you're not with your, you know, two feet on the ground. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I was lucky enough to have good people to manage me because at that young age, you definitely need someone to put you on the right path. Yeah. Well, I have two things to say to that. Number one, um, I am the CEO of a fashion business. I have, uh, 12 stores and a website. Uh, I have around 225, mostly women and young women who work for me in, in either on the floor or in the office over here. And to your first point, we start hiring around 14, 15 years old. And yeah. I, you know, occasionally, especially when they're that young, women come and we do most of the training, the teaching, the empowering and breaking them out of their shell. But what I'm so impressed with is every once in a while you have a young person, in our case, mostly young women who come and within a few months, they could run the whole store. You know, yeah. <laughs> or they have this incredible knowledge of like a social media platform like TikTok right now. Yeah. Or we use Shopify, they pick up the technology so fast. So young people always um, inspire me. And part of our core values at our business is that we actually go out of our way to hire young people. Because my sister was that girl. She was 13. That's how my whole business was started. The whole, my whole company was started because my sister didn't want to play soccer. And <laughs> she was 13 and started working. So yeah. I love... I think that work for young people is totally undervalued and especially here in America and in New York, it's, it's even harder because the minimum wage is so high, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I really, really love that you work. And then the second part of what you said about, you know, coming to this country, that could be, that's so difficult. Were, did your parents come with you? Did a friends, how, how did that work? So funny enough, like when I was traveling, I actually entered the fashion world through elite model look contest. I was scouted um, when I was 14 in my country and went through the whole contest, one in my country, went to my first trip was in China, actually, mm. for the world final. Um, and I, I traveled by myself, but there we were, it was very well organized event. That was my first trip away from my family. And then I got a contract in Paris, London, New York. So when I was supposed to fly to New York, my parents were seriously freaking out. I, my dad is always like super serious person, but I've never seen him that concerned and worried. But I did not want my, um, my mom or dad to travel with me. I felt sort of like, why would I go on castings and shows? I've never seen such thing as girls, you know, like, but I, I didn't want to go with them. So I came by myself. But again, like my agency was 
really, you know, a great and welcoming. And they really make sure that young models, it depends again on the agency, um, yeah. but they really make sure that, you know, we're well set up, that we're well protected. I have a great mother agent as well, who's taking care of me. So in that sense, I was really, you know, well protected when I came here. That's that's a blessing. It's it's not yeah. always that way. And just I know. Like, yeah. by the way, every industry has predators and people who take advantage, but especially in your industry could be so difficult. And, yeah. um, you know, working with the agencies is, is always, always uh, for us at least, it's been, you know, a battle. And they're very, <laughs> very, very protective over the girls, um, yeah. which, which is good. You know, it's very good. We've established some really nice relationships over the years with, uh, we, we mostly use Wilhelmina and New York models for all of our e-com shoots on a weekly basis. So it's been uh, 11 years of, of weekly shoots, but I'm, I'm always, I'm always, you know, I come across a new agent and there's just a whole new personality and it's no yeah. matter how long you've been working with the agency, a new agent or a new model, it's almost as if like none of the track track record matters. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And thank God it's like that because when you come so young, obviously you need someone they're well experienced. So yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you, you said you played sports, you were volleyball and fencing. Yes. So I was actually, yeah, fencing is, um, and that was very interesting. Like my dad recommended me to try and I really, I love like when I start something, I'm very um, competitive. So I want to like accomplish the best results in it. So I, I started competing in uh, uh, foil. Mm -hmm. um, that was probably when I was 14, right before I got scouted um, and started modeling. So it was, it's very interesting sport. I have to say like speed, you have to, you know, like be in a great shape. It's very intelligent sport. Um, I miss it. I haven't done it in a while, but um, that was like one of the, I was training for probably like three years and uh, volleyball for six. So these yeah. were two sports before jujitsu. Yeah. I, I was just um, about to watch a movie the other night. It was Ridley Scott's first movie. It was called The Duelist. Did you ever see that movie? I haven't. No. I don't know. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> other than, other than I admire it. I think that it's a really interesting sport and um Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that movie. I'll have to report back to see if it if it's good. <laughs> sure, uh, I'll so, check it out too. Yeah. So 2016, you start training in jujitsu. You walk yeah. into the gym after your friend was in Miami or introduced you to it, and you went yeah. right to Henzo's. What, what was it like when you walked in there? Yeah. So I mean, I did a lot of research, and obviously, I see that so many you know good fighters and Henzo Gracie himself is there. So I felt sort of like before I walked in a little bit intimidated, like what to expect, you know, like tall girl, a model walking in a yeah. fighting gym, you know, how are people going to look <laughs> at me? But as soon as I stepped in, like everyone from the front desk, professors, um, even Hanzo Gracie, they were so welcoming and so warm. I'm gonna so pull I, a picture while you're talking over here, just as sure. uh, a, little, a little talking point. Go ahead, yeah. So I, as soon, like from the day one that I walked in the academy, I felt that it's such a warm and, um friendly environment and yeah we have great professors and like learning from Renzo, John, Gary, Tonin it's, it's really a privilege um and I yeah I started training I haven't stopped since I had an injury last year that threw me off from the mats for like a period of time but um I'm back now after all this COVID situation, but yeah, it's, that's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a it's a very difficult sport to train and not have some kind of injuries over over the times. But walking back on the mat is is one of the things that I think is so so hard to do when you've been off. So let's so let's yeah. talk about that for a second. 
and also in modeling and these two things go hand in hand. So you're in the business of fashion. You, you must go on castings. Uh, those can be grueling. There can be rejection. Uh, you have to pick yourself up and go back to the next one after they may have just, you know, not, not hired you or, or, or picked you apart. It reminds me a lot of jujitsu in that way where, you might've had the worst session and just you're tapping left and right, or you just can't get the technique. Do you see the parallels between, you know, what I'm trying to do here by. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I always say that like uh, benefits of jujitsu, they go beyond just learning, you know, how to defend yourself. Right. So we're putting constantly like in difficult positions when you're about to tap out, someone is choking you, right. Sometimes all of us have big egos and we want to win, but you don't. So, when you're on the mats, same thing as in life, on the castings or anywhere else when you go, like when when you tap out or someone is stronger or better than you, you don't pick yourself up and stop training, right? Yeah. Um, you, you practice, you learn more, you come back again stronger and then you dominate on the mats. And same thing is in, in, on castings. I learned how to be more patient, more, um, more humble also in a way because there in, on the mats, it doesn't matter like who is a CEO of some company who just started training, who is a student. We're all dressed the same and we are ranked by the belts. So that's how you pay respect to people. And um, I learned how to, you know, pick myself up, as you said, like when you lose or you don't get a job or something doesn't go your way, you learn how to work more in yourself. You learn your weaknesses, your strengths. You work more on your weaknesses and, you know, try to be better next day. So I really believe that like this sport also and observing high ranked belts also, I, I never seen anyone being so energetic, aggressive and wasting their energy um, when they're rolling. Everyone is so peaceful, calm. They're calculating the steps, but I'm, I'm at the beginning still. I'm learning, yeah. but um, as you learn more moves, you, you can calculate how to do diff things differently and how to get out of these uncomfortable situations in a better way. And yeah. you learn how to use your, distribute your energy, control your breath. So that all really matters also in life, not, not just um, yeah, individual. It does. Uh, have, did you have mentors or someone who could help you navigate these things in the modeling world and business? Uh, so in modeling world, I would say definitely my mother agent um, because she's she was like my mom manager uh, since my young age and she had a lot of experience. She's the president of Elite in Serbia. So mm -hmm. she was the one who was always guiding me, giving me directions, making sure that I'm protected and comfortable, whatever I do in the fashion world. Yeah. And then um, when I was 20 years old, so that's six years ago, I started my first business, a travel agency. And um, I was running that for like three years. Um, I definitely had, because I'm fortunate enough, again, I say like modeling is a great industry if you use it the right way. I met so many successful, brilliant entrepreneurs who were able to give me the advice to guide me um, or great attorneys to protect me with contracts and everything. So I, I got the advice from a lot of brilliant people and I started this business. Um, I ran it for three years and I combined actually the opportunities that I had to travel through fashion. I visited mm -hmm. so many beautiful places, hotels, made great connections. So that was a great parallel to, to, you know, to do at the time. Yeah, that's a, that's a good synergy. I bet, especially if you can, uh, you know, think of a way to leverage it. Some people have those opportunities, it's it's wasted on them. They just, they go, they travel, they go to these hotels, but that's it. They go, it's yeah. like, it's completely exactly. wasted. So that's that's really impressive that you uh, 
that you were able to pivot that into a, a career. And I want to get back yeah. to that in a second. But before I do, yeah. we're in a picture with John Donahart. Do you take his class often? So I took his class a couple of times. I'm more focused right now on Guy. Um, and a couple of times I do know Gabe, but yeah, it was, that was definitely one of my favorite classes with Gary Tonnen and, um, uh, yeah. John Danaher. Yeah. They had a seminar. That picture was from then. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me pull up another picture over here. Um, I think this is it. Walk us through. <laughs> Can you see my screen? Yes. <laughs> this is, you're practicing some judo throws here. Yeah. It's a Soto Gary. Yes. Um, so, is, yeah. Tell what's yeah, going on. Yeah. So sometimes we have actually, this is a brilliant thing that they did. Um, we have a girls class every Saturday. So sometimes we get the black belt judo instructors coming. So we're learning how to do takedowns. Um, and it's great because I believe like jujitsu, you know, groundwork, but also striking takedowns. It's good to know everything to be um, not planning to be, you know, MMA fighter, but it's good as a self-defense skill. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the uh, cross training in judo is, is so important. Is there? Do you, do you prefer the gi over over no gi? I I don't know. I started off to begin with in gi, and mm -hmm. at John's classes are a lot of very strong and skilled people. So I still want to like improve myself better in jujitsu before I start taking more of uh, no gi classes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing, amazing journey. But the reason I brought up John was just because I've I've heard him talk in the few classes I've taken with him and, and in some podcasts about the power of, of metaphor and using yeah. metaphor as a teaching tool. And so I was yeah. interested if you had heard him ever heard him discuss that. Definitely. It's it's actually so it's unique to learn from John because the way he's explaining and what methods and approaches he has um, towards jujitsu and every single move. You, you, it's, it's unlike anything else, definitely. So yeah. I really loved his classes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the most effective, clear communicator that I've ever encountered of any teacher that I've ever had. And Absolutely. he, every time that I've been in his presence, I just, I, I, he's so good at, at getting you to learn whatever it is he's trying to teach you. And all yeah. the stories that, that I've heard him get, tell, it's, it's just amazing. And, uh, and now he's putting out so much content, which I'm incredibly appreciative of. You know, I'm just a fan of his. You know, I don't have any kind of direct relationship with him. Yeah. My sensei, uh, is his name is Nardu Debra, and he is a black belt under John and Henzo. Maybe. And he goes into the academy, and then I train out in the gym on Long Island. And so he brings back a lot of the yeah. knowledge, and he has his own knowledge, too. But uh, yeah. so you feel like you're definitely in a school classroom, not in the dojo when John is explaining yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is that is what I was trying. I wanted to see if you had encountered that. And also right before the pandemic, I had the opportunity to take a seminar with Henzo. And I've trained with Henzo just a few times over my 11 years of jujitsu. But Henzo also is just there's yeah. a reason why he's so successful in business, because he's such an amazing guy. Yeah, Henzo is definitely one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. And no, it doesn't matter if you just walked in the academy the first day or you, you're a black belt over there, he's really treating everyone with so much respect, so much positive energy. And in a way, he's he's a definitely a role model in the jujitsu world for me. Yes. Yeah. For sure. He, yeah, he, he everybody puts his arm around, pats you on the yeah. and, and there's, roll with you. 
Yeah, there is no chance that I've ever seen Renzo without that big smile of his. And it's, yeah. it's beautiful. I wish everyone's that positive every day, you know? Yeah, and for someone who can who can create so much violence when he needs to and is so successful in the yes, ring. Definitely. People. He can be lethal in the octagon and you know, off the yeah. mat, super smiley, wonderful guy. Yeah. So do you over the course of uh, this, you know, your self-education, I'll call it, the growing up and starting a business and, and starting jujitsu, do you do you like to read? Have you uh, found books? So I love to read. I'm, I love to watch a lot of videos and learn um, uh, right now, like during all this crazy pandemic, because I had time on my hands and I couldn't train. I enrolled a couple of classes with the Harvard Business School. So I'm still like, you know, learning more about entrepreneurship. Which, which and, one? I, I, did, uh, I did a bunch of programs through there. Okay. So entrepreneurship essentials and negotiation mastery. So oh, these fantastic. are the two. Yes. Uh, entrepreneurship. Harvard, that's through Harvard Business, Harvard School, Business School. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so um, I did uh, their core program, which is three classes. Okay. And then I also did Leading with Finance. And I love Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Are you yeah. in the middle of it now? I love it. I just finished uh, Entrepreneurship Essentials and Negotiation Mastery I'm starting. So it's actually, thank you. <laughs> it's actually, so, yeah. yeah. I'm so excited that you brought that up. Um, those, those programs really were some of the most special things that I've done in my life. Uh, yeah. The professors are amazing. Amazing. And you're learning. I mean, the, the case studies are from actually the world's most successful uh, companies and entrepreneurs. So it's, it's really a privilege to, yeah. you know. That's awesome. Congratulations on, uh, on that. It's, uh, I try to tell everybody about it. Um, I've told so many people at my companies. Uh, Harvard also has free classes that they give that, that that's a paid program through the business school and it's amazing but they also have free leadership classes and one of my young executives just took the uh, Harvard leadership class which is which is a free class uh, and I'll put it I'm gonna link it in the description of this video but it was perfect amazing. I'll click on it as well yeah. <laughs> I'm interested now. yeah that's so how did you find that program um, so I was actually talking to my father um, I wanted to you know do something also during the sitting at home during the pandemic and, and you know, not being able to train and, and work. So I did my own little research and I'm very interested in entrepreneurship because, you know, back in the day I started my company and planning to start something else. And I'm working on developing uh, my charity foundation mm -hmm. uh, called Modest Needs. So it's helping low-income workers with emergency bills. And now mm -hmm. during the pandemic, um, we helped over thousands of families uh, wow. with their, you know, rents, medical bills. And- um, That's an organization you started? So no, it's it's been around for 17 years, but I'm starting a grant with them for emergency medical expenses because last year I was through a very bad injury and going through a very bad injury. So I want to create something that is going to help people have, remain self-sufficient uh, while they're, you know, trying to heal and get back to their work. That's that's fantastic. Really, really exciting stuff. Um, so you're going to have a grant to that. And did you mention you're starting a business too? Can you share what that is? Or uh, not, so not yet. Yeah, not yet. All right. Next <laughs> time you'll, next you'll come back on and you'll share yeah. once it's started and, and you've got, you got that up and running. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> that's, that's really, really exciting. So you mentioned COVID you were yes. taking classes during COVID, but how did you react and respond? I mean, what, what was happening before? How did your life change? Uh, you mean before the pandemic or? 
Yeah, like what what were you you were going along with your life before the pandemic and then it was shut down? Were you in New York most of the time? Yeah, so first two months I was actually like when we were all learning what is this pandemic about, I stayed in New York City. And this is basically my home because I started traveling so young. So all of my friends, my apartment, my life is here. Um, and then I went to Florida for like a month or two um, just to like get out of the when the riots started in the city. So um, I don't know. I, I really I didn't freak out that much. Probably like first month, it was something unknown to me, like for the rest of the world. But I tried to like create some sort of routine at home. Uh, so I'm not just sitting and watching news because that is obviously not the smartest thing to do. Like you should no, be informed, but <laughs> exactly. So when I left to Florida, I actually created my own little routine. I, you know, started reading, studying, running outdoors. Um, and yeah, I, I, I try to cope the best that I can with, the, with all this. Yeah. I'm going to pull up another video if you don't mind for a second. Go ahead. So this is... Um, <laughs> you know, what I found interesting about this video is not that you're uh, tossing one of the professors over there, Henzo. <laughs> so what I found interesting is that you're wearing a mask while doing jujitsu. <laughs> no, this is the new rules, new life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was this that a was private a... lesson? Sorry? Was this a private lesson? Uh, this was actually, we were doing some video for the Academy, the Hobbs and Gracie, and um, we, mm -hmm. we did like a little joke, like a Cobra Kai. <laughs> no mercy in this dojo yeah. yeah but yeah well i know now it's a little bit difficult we have to like adapt to new set of rules and obviously be careful because it's such a close contact sport so there are a lot of precautions at the academy and yeah. i'm just glad that the doors are open again and that we can train i know me too and uh, it's it's an, it's a miracle that henzo is able to open again because so many gyms are not opening uh, oh my, my gosh, home, yeah. yeah, my home gym, yeah. which is Budokan, it's Henzo Gracie Lindbrook, and mm -hmm. we're moving locations. We're not sure where we're going yet. Uh, yeah. The lease, we lost that lease. We weren't able to make the rent. It was The gym was too big. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I heard, I, and I don't know if this is confirmed, that Marcelo Garcia's gym may or may not be opening. Oh, wow. uh, Unity may not, may or not, may not be opening. And so many gyms are going out of business. It's heartbreaking. It's so sad. I... I, I, I like I know that for a lot of people, jujitsu is like decompressing and dealing with stress, and especially at the times like this, that's really necessary for all of us, right? And um, closing the doors, like a lot of businesses won't survive. But now there is, you know, you have to register in advance. You're cleaning the mats. You have to wear a mask. I did COVID test before I stepped in the dojo, so you really have to be careful. And again, for myself, I live by myself, so I'm not concerned about like getting anyone sick because I'm alone. But yeah. If I'm in contact with my family or someone lives with their parents, I don't want to, you know, it's a big responsibility. So we all have to be careful, but at least, you know, slowly we're, we're getting back to some sort of normal, right? Do your parents live in Serbia still? Yes. My parents are in Serbia and I have mm -hmm. one sister. She's, she was supposed to move to Berlin, but all these COVID situations stopped her. So probably next year. Yeah. So that's tough. You, you, I imagine you haven't seen your family at least in seven or eight months and it might be yes. longer than that, right? Uh, so I actually flew into Belgrade around August. Um, I was, yeah, I didn't see my family till that point for like probably 10 months. And I didn't want to risk it before. But once I, I saw that the situation calmed down there, they were under very strict curfew. 
um, at the beginning. So now it's sort of okay. People are still with masks and I took the test and flew back, but it was actually really hard to like hug your parents going out of the plane because I was still, you know, stressed and worried if maybe I caught something. Such a, such a scary time. When you, when you were flying over there, was the plane empty? I was actually in shock that it was full. I felt like whole entire Serbian community flew to Belgrade the same day as I did. The <laughs> flight was packed. Um, yeah. yeah, shocking. It was shocking, but it was packed. On the way back, it was sort of empty. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, uh, I had some, a few Serbian friends that I had met in Greece going to Mykonos in the summer. It's like there was, there was a bunch of Serbian guys that, that we had become friends with many, many years ago. And they've been to New York since and hang out and they love basketball. One of them was a basketball player here in New York, but mm -hmm. excuse me, in, in the US he played here, college. Mm -hmm. Really good people in Serbia. Yeah. It's becoming, well, it was becoming, Belgrade was coming kind of like a hotspot for travel. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it still is because it's a good uh, layover spot, right, for a weekend. And then you go to Montenegro and Croatia, have beautiful beaches over there yeah. so um it's definitely fun and we have a lot of good people good energy great food but also like a lot of successful athletes um that travel abroad soccer players basketball players tennis um so yeah i just really wish i'm always uh, asking henzo to open one gym in serbia because sometimes when i go to see my family it's like i want to continue training but <laughs> what can you do do they yeah. have any kind of martial arts culture over there like wrestling or they, I mean, they do, we have some people, I believe, like in the UFC, I can't remember what was the last name of the fighter, but they, they do have, but it's not as developed as here. I believe like Brazil, United States, it's a lot about jujitsu and martial arts. Boxing in Serbia is kind of famous, but yeah, it's more about soccer and tennis and basketball, I would say. Yeah, basketball sure. is what I for. And of course, you know, as we said before, Novak Djokovic, is unbelievable. That guy yeah. is been a pleasure to watch all these years in, in tennis. I, I really love him as an athlete. Great guy. What happened to him during COVID was, was crazy. Uh, that was insane. Yeah, I know. I know. But also like another famous person from Serbia, Nikola Tesla, that the rest of the world forgets. He's also, yeah, <laughs> brilliant mind from our country. That's a, that's a good one. That's, that's go That's going deep into the well, but I guess I know. It was uh, so usually like uh, sometimes, you know, people like very Serbia because it's such a small country and they always first person they know it's uh, Novak Djokovic. Some of them know about Nikola Tesla. So <laughs> just to put it out there. Yeah. Here, I'll show you. This is what I know about Nikola Tesla. This is my, my Tesla key. I love, I love oh, Nikola okay. Tesla. <laughs> I love that um, Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That car changed my life because I've been commuting for the past. 12 years. Oh, I wow. lived in Manhattan and I, okay. and I came to Long Island every single day. And yeah. that, there wasn't always a lot of traffic because I did the reverse commute, but mm -hmm. you just never knew when there was going to be traffic. Didn't matter if it was six in the morning or two o'clock in, 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 at night. There were, it could always be traffic anytime. And with the Tesla, I just put the autopilot on and it just Life took, is easy. <laughs> so, so you like cool. it much better. Yeah, Tesla's. I'm extremely grateful to have that car and extremely great, grateful to Tesla for inspiring Elon Musk and that whole crew. Elon Musk is genius, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So before we uh, wrap this up, you know, we, uh, I am, I'm writing this book, Business Jiu-Jitsu, and this is my second book. I wrote another book on business with my father. It's about my first 10 years in business. And 
I run this women's fashion business, which I never thought I'd be running a women's fashion, fashion business. Um, my sister's really the fashion person. I'm the business person. Mm-hmm. And so often when I'm sitting with all the women that work for me and I do a morning Zoom call with usually, you know, about 50 to 100 people sometimes on this call, it's almost exclusively women. And I, and I always want to use martial arts and jujitsu metaphors to explain <laughs> something that I know in my head that I want to get across to them. And now I am in a u- unique position because here I am talking to someone in the fashion industry has been in, in and around fashion. If there is anything that you could tell women and especially women in fashion about martial arts, how it's impacted your life, like what would you, t- what would you do to tell women to, to be involved in the sport in this community? Yeah, I definitely like from us girls, especially in the modeling industry, you never expect someone to be capable of defending themselves. Like, I hope we're never in a position that we have to use our martial arts skills, but it's definitely as a woman to be a complete person. Uh, As my dad says, learn a couple of languages, get your degree, learn how to defend yourself, how to dance. So that I believe makes you as a complete person, gives you some sort of confidence. So not only in the sports, but also in the modeling industry or any job that you're doing, it will give you more strength. Uh, it will teach you how to bounce back when you fall down. It will teach you how to, you know, get up, work on those weaknesses that you have to make yourself as a stronger person. So I would, I would definitely recommend not just to girls in the modeling industry, but any, every girl um, to, to start training, especially jujitsu. And what I love about it, it's not striking. So if I, go tomorrow to a casting, I'm not going to have a bruise on my face, right? If it's a Muay Thai or boxing. So jiu-jitsu is definitely like elegant, but very rough sport on the body too. But it doesn't leave you. Yeah, it doesn't ruin your (laughs) moneymaker. Don't you think it's it's so hard for people who don't know what it is to understand what it is? I'm like, it's kind of like wrestling, but it's not. (laughs) I honestly, I had zero idea. Like till I got introduced when I was in Miami to jiu-jitsu, I had zero idea what jiu-jitsu is. I heard about judo. I heard about boxing, but I didn't know. And then when you take a class, like, you know, it takes you a minute to understand what it is, but it's definitely a great self-defense skill. Yeah. Self-defense and um, do you, are you, do you know Deborah Gracie? Uh, I haven't met Deborah. No. Neiman's sister. If you know Neiman mm-hmm. around the Academy. Yeah. Um, I had the inter- the opportunity to interview her on the podcast. She was one of my first guests and she teaches up in uh, Connecticut and mm-hmm. she invited me to be a part of a self-defense seminar. And it's funny because I, I don't normally think about jujitsu as a self-defense mechanism. Like I know it is, I know that I can fight. I know that if I had to defend myself against someone who doesn't train that I could protect, protect myself. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's more like my medicine. It's like I go and I, I, every day I need it to unwind. And, and also it teaches me so much about life and teaches me so much about myself. So it's really, it's uh, most people, who, who start don't finish, you know, and don't go all the way. And most people who take one class don't come back for a second. So it, it, it's, it's really, it's, it's great to see women um, to training in it and being now being so well-respected in the UFC, which took a long time. Absolutely. And I, I agree. Wish, I wish that more women would, would participate in jujitsu, especially because it's, um, it's so good for you. Like it's just good for your body, for your mind, everything. Yeah, it really is. And I, I, I believe that some girls don't even try training because they have this image that it's like very rough sport. And I, a lot of my girlfriends actually learn about it. And they're willing to try because they see, you know, how much I love it. And 
why trying something if you don't put your full energy in it, you know, and dedicate yourself? Like, I hope one day I'll, like, I survived the injury, like I came back stronger. Hopefully one day I'll walk out as a black belt from Jiu Jitsu, from Renzo Gracie Academy. But I definitely, like, when I start something, I love to finish it. I love to work on myself and learn. Yeah. And I guess in jujitsu you're always learning, right? Through your oh. whole life. Yeah. Well, you're at the be you're at the beginning of this of the process, and you're yeah. enjoying it, and you're vocal. You're an advocate for the sport. You have a following. People are paying attention to what you do, and people who have influence, who 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 are vocal about their jujitsu, are the people that I want to be talking to. You know, that's the <laughs> people that I. Whether you're a CEO or you know, I think we have a mutual friend, Nurkan, who is a, a yes. project. Um, people of all different lifestyles, religions, colors, they all come together on the mat and I, there's almost never any drama. I mean, barely any, everybody gets along. And like you mentioned, it's so clear the pecking order based on the belt, based on the rank, based Absolutely. on the merits of people. And I think it's just a beautiful way of life. It's really beautiful. And also what I love at the Hands of Gracie Academy when you know, when you have the ability sometimes to roll with high rank belts, they're really helpful. You know, if uh, if you do the wrong movement or something, they correct you, they help you do it better. You know, they never mock you if you don't do something well or try to like, you know, play around with you, they're really helpful. So I love that it's, it's, it's a great learning process. You know, everyone's super friendly and these people really become like your family. Yeah, well, you tapped into something there. I'm just gonna talk about that for a second too. Like it's the same in business. If you really are interested in getting better at business and learning, there are so many people who are willing to help you if you go take the first step. You know, if you exactly. really want to start a business and you really have questions and you really want to, to find success, all you have to do is, is go seek it out. And then people open the doors to you because they want to help you. That's what I always yeah. try to tell new entrepreneurs, people starting businesses, is that they're like, oh, well, I didn't know that I could get help. It's like, you didn't ask. Yeah, like if you don't knock, the doors won't open. So yeah. definitely agree with you. You have to make that, you have to have a little bit of courage to make that first step. And then people will definitely help you if they see that you're ambitious and willing to learn. So, yeah. Well, Simona, thank you so much for being part of this uh, project. Thank you, Jordan. So, it's just in the beginning stages. I, I, I imagine it's going to take me at least a year or two to, to, to research and write this book but mm -hmm. made an amazing contribution to it. And there's, there's so many valuable lessons that you have to share. So um, thank you for being so generous with your time. And I hope that I could call on you again when your business takes off and maybe we could talk about what it's like to start that. Absolutely, thank you so much. I can't wait to read your book. <laughs> yeah, great, thank you. Thank you.